is up fellow nerds this is the comic zone podcast it's your man dj nike we got my man bill here and on the phone it's big mike how's it going man what's going on fellas excited we've got Fucking so much going on that's all right we're still glad you can connect with us though yeah hopefully i sound better this time oh definitely 100 yeah I know we've got a bunch of event, well, two big events that are coming up uh, next weekend. We've got uh, Casper Comic Con. I believe this is year number five, year number six. Yep. Uh, so that one's going to be off the hook Saturday and Sunday. I, it was, I think it's five. Yeah, uh, it's the twenty fourth and the twenty fifth of June, and then uh, a couple weeks after that, we have the Wyoming Pop Culture Con, and that's going to be the first one for that event. And that, I think that one's going to be pretty awesome too. Yeah, a lot of a lot of celebrities going to be there, and I think, and we're going to be there too, at least yes. part of the time, and hopefully recording. So if you're there, say hello and say hi and come on the podcast. Hell yeah! If you're caught, if you're yep. doing, you know, and I'll probably do a little video there too. You know, one of the, my favorite things that we've done, like since we've been doing this show, is when we did do the Comic Con last year. And right. I mean, that was a blast. That was one of our most listened to episodes as well did you know that no i did yeah i mean it's especially if you kind of take i think legit listeners new listeners is by far i think the the biggest episode the best right i mean because of the other ones we've got the facebook algorithm thing which kind of pumped cooked the books a little bit right. so, we, so it's a little askew this one didn't have this those were legit numbers that you could uh you know, take to the bank as much as you can with the podcast. Right. Anyways. And, you know, you know what? I'm always going to remember that one because I remember we were talking about, you know, different things we had found, different things we would look for. And that was uh, like we were talking about, you know, some of the dream things we were going to get. And like right as uh, I was talking about the one issue of New Mutants 98 that I was looking for, that was my, my holy grail. Then Chelsea came up with the the dude, the comic book seller, and was like, hey, he wants to talk to you. I was like, that couldn't have been timed any better if we tried we you know talking right about it and then yeah. he just came right up oh yeah it came up in during the show that was one of my favorite moments dude yeah like it was so perfect it, i mean it would it almost sounded like we planned it but and we so did not i, I wish chelsea had a mic and i could have she could have like said hey sean and then t- t- had the dude right. had the comic new mutants 98 yeah, yeah. come hither. that would have been cool yeah Get over that, here. What a cool moment. Like you fucking and then I mean, how crazy was that? Yeah, like we there it was unbelievable. And you know, that like that was a big deal for me because I had had that book before. And it's always been a decent book because it was the first appearance of uh Deadpool. But you know, after the movies came out, it went up from you know being like a fifty to hundred dollar book to being a four hundred dollar book, and they were really hard to come by, especially good quality ones. So because nobody cared about it, yeah. Like I, I've had the story that I found it in a like forgotten in a right. long box without a bag, without a board, mm-hmm. just sitting there all alone. It's poor little Deadpool self, right? Neglected, but. Uh, because yeah, it wasn't nobody thought about it at the time. Right. It wasn't so, yeah. until Ryan Reynolds in Hollywood coaching. But yeah, that was a great moment for me. And he was doing that for a long time before they ended up making that, right? Oh yeah. Yeah, the original the, that came out in like 92, 93. So you know what uh, No, I mean I mean Deadpool, like he's he was uh 
probably trying to get that movie made forever. Well, yeah, I know I know him and uh him and uh Rob Liefeld, the creator of Deadpool, Cable, Domino, most of the New Mutant X-Force team from the 90s, you know, he created all of those and yeah, he'd been talks been in talks with uh, Ryan Reynolds for years cuz they actually uh retro changed some things. Uh he wasn't originally Canadian. And, you know, when they started getting in the talks, that was one of the things they retroactively made him being Canadian like uh, Logan. Wolverine. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because, I mean, he wasn't anything like what he is now. Um, he first... they, they've made him more comedic. Uh, so he's always kind of a smart ass, just yeah. not quite as over the top. Yeah, that, that's how things have changed. He's definitely been over the over the top. But like his his little other nickname was always the Merc with the mouth. So he was always a wisecracker. But talking yeah. shit. Yeah, they definitely took it to the next level. And honestly, the movies are more where the character's been the last twenty years, vice the first ten years of it anyway. So I still think it's a good uh, interpolation. I was watching X-Men Last Stand last night. Uh -huh. just, I mean, that's kind of funny that we're talking about this because it, you know, those movies, I, I, they're not the best superhero movies ever. Right. By any means, but I still <laughs> like the X-Men movies. You I do. know what I mean? Yeah, I, I gave, I gave them we, a, a lot of bad press, uh, but going back and watching them and especially knowing that they came before the MCU for what they were, they weren't bad. They were a Hollywood I mean, I, movie. Yeah. I mean, in, and they're somewhat tied into the MCU now. We got Charles Xavier and then Deadpool coming up. So, I mean, maybe we'll get more of those characters from those movies brought over. Uh, I can tell you definitely we are, uh, but I'm not going to put any spoilers out on here uh, for that because there's there's uh, some things that I've been knowing that's going to go on for a while, but I think uh, we'll save those for a little bit later because I've been holding those pretty close do to my chest. Do a different episode? Yeah. Like an X-Men episode? We should definitely. do an X-Men episode. We, 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 that's long overdue. Yeah. But we yeah. Can't, well, we're actually gathered here today to talk about Transformers uh, Rise of the Beasts. Yes. Yeah. I mean, talk about a awesome blockbuster movie from start to and finish. And you guys went together without me. I mean, that's pretty cool. Yep. Hey, you got to think about it though. We went to we went to across the Spider-Verse without him, so it was only right. Yeah. I invited him though. You guys didn't invite me. That's right. That's cool. I'm not even mad. Nope. You're just bringing it's it funny. up again. Again. <laughs> just bring. You know, it's cool. No, I took my kids to it. I like I've been trying to take my kids to a movie every time one comes out that's worth seeing right and uh i took them my youngest son got a little bored in this one um but i think that's just because he didn't know what was going on right but uh i mean overall like before we get started i mean this is kind of a tradition now right what do you guys give it at the beginning of the episode and we'll do this at the beginning and the end that way you can give your first impression score and then after the talk, maybe you scored a little different. So, okay, nine uh, out of ten, or one, 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 one to ten. What do you give it, Sean? I am going to say I'm going to give it a nine. And there's one major reason that I'm not going to give it a ten, and we'll get into that a little bit later. Uh, but in also saying that I'm giving it a nine, next to the very first live action film, I'm going to say this is my favorite. Okay. Just to be clear, what would be a 10? Like, just any movie that you consider to be a 10. 
Uh, well, the the reason it's not a ten is there were some small things that I think they could have fixed. But like I said, we'll get into that a little bit later, and 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 I'll explain okay, those. Yeah. I just don't want to give those out just yet. All right, Bill. Um, I'm going like eight and a half. I mean, it was a great blockbuster movie. It was entertaining. Um, there was one issue which I'll we'll, again I'm, I want to bring up later. Uh, is it um, the one we talked about? Yes. Yeah, it is a little bit. Yeah. Okay. Yep. And. Yep. It, it needs the right context and the full examination before I can even get into it. You know, it'll make sense. Looking at, we're just getting a number right now. And I think, oh, yeah, I'd probably give it around an eight, seven or an eight. Um, just initially, just first impressions without any kind of spoiler. I just thought the first half of the movie was a little slow. Mm-hmm. Um. And it, and it does kind of, I mean, some movies, they start off really good and then end badly. Right. I felt like this one started not badly, but like slower. And then it really got really good, like in the latter half of the movie. And then by the end, I was like fully invested, uh, getting all teary eyed and fucking <laughs> all the damn shit. You, right. know, you know what I mean? Definitely. So I mean, and it, so yeah, I think an eight's a good score. Probably, I'd say, yeah, eight. So I think the beginning was a little bit interesting for me because it had, it, to me, it was a double-edged sword. Mm-hmm. Uh, because one, it, it was great that it brought in a lot of the human development, it allowed those characters to kind of have a life to breathe and become their own thing. Um, then, then which in, characters? Um, uh, humans, just the, the human, human characters? the human characters. So right. I mean, that's that was really their story point, and also getting um oh, my, the 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 one uh Porsche transformer uh, Mirage Mirage, you know Mirage kind of and um. And I thought it was interesting Mirage. Sorry, I thought it was interesting Mirage taking the uh main character seat if you will as far as the transformers go he kind of took bumblebee's place and uh, you know what that's one of the things that i i liked actually um i liked it too not to take anything away uh from bumblebee because if there's one thing that i think michael bay did right in the live action movies was turning bumblebee into a badass he took you know a character that was like the little brother never got in a fight if he got in a fight he lost <laughs> you know what i mean and he was that he was just a v-dub like he didn't become the the uh camaro uh, until that was something that michael bay did and now all the transformer lore after that has had bumblebee as you know this... oh you're saying in the cartoon he wasn't badass but in the no yeah yeah, he is a fucking badass motherfucker, and there's a part we'll talk about a little later that yeah, where uh, where he does some serious ass whooping, and it's pretty fucking cool. Definitely. Uh, so I, I do want to start off with uh, one thing. So the main, there were two main characters, but the main male character in this film, I like that they introduced new ones. We did, we don't have uh, Sam Witwicky, uh, which was uh, what's the guy's name. <laughs> Shia LaBeouf. Yeah, it didn't have Shia, uh, Shia LaBeouf in it. We don't have Mark Wahlberg, uh, although... We did get a mention. Yeah, we did get a mention, which I thought was definitely hilarious. Because uh, We should probably say that this film takes place after mention, Bumblebee, which took place in the uh, 80s. This one's in the 90s, so... A mention of who? who? Mark Wahlberg. Like, they didn't mention his character, but remember, uh, Mark Wahlberg played... He was the main human character in t- the last two... Uh, 
Transformers movies before Bumblebee. So the last two Michael Bay ones, Age of uh, Extension. Are and, you talking about when they're talking to Bumblebee and he says, "I know a human helped you before," but no, this was no. So this was in the car. They said, "Oh man, Marky Mark left the Funky Bunch. He's gonna take a career in oh, acting. Yeah. I hope that works out well for him <laughs> yeah. or something like that." Yeah. That. that's pretty funny yeah that and you know that was just one of those little chinky cheeky you know in universe jokes and chinky yeah, well, yeah hey man I, I've, I've been watching scooby all right <laughs> chinkies uh but yeah I, I thought that was that was one of those you know comical moments that uh the, you know the fans that have been along for the whole ride definitely caught so it was funny yeah uh, you know what I liked about the movie overall too is that it just felt way more streamlined. They they oh definitely but it, during the Michael Bay ones they just started to get like so much going on with the main plot and then the subplots and then there's there, plots 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 everywhere. Yeah, and they didn't do a good job of bringing any of them they, to a close. Just like the special effects they, then brought up this whole muddiness visually mm-hmm. storyline, the same and, thing kind of happened. They tried to do Un- Unicron in the last one and i felt like they did a way better job with it this time, this time. yeah it felt like um it did feel similar to you know fantastic four the in this the silver surfer you know rise of the silver surfer so the I, second yeah i can get that it felt a lot like that movie though um the one thing I, I will say, though, I, I think w- when it comes to these Hollywood blockbusters, especially when you're doing uh, something that uh, a, a franchise that you know is going to go a long way, once you've been successful, and this is uh, one of the issues people have with Michael Bay, too, I think what they were planning on doing with Unicron was that they were going to do like a, 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 a sequel or maybe a trilogy out of it, and then it didn't happen because the reviews were so bad. Because it wasn't like, I told you, none of those films did bad financially. But you know, it was like I think out of the. It's not necessarily. Yeah, it's not necessarily a bad movie. I enjoyed it. It just was a lot. Yeah. So I think instead of trying to plan for the future, they just worked on making the good story, and I think they, I think they did a good job with it. Kind of like again how they did the first film. You know, you're not worried about what happens next. Let's just do this right and see what happens after that. Right. I mean, the first movie is definitely probably my favorite mm-hmm. i thought the second one was pretty good too yeah um but yeah i think the first one was done really well and you know like you said say what you will about uh michael bay but if you don't enjoy it just don't watch it you know what i mean yeah. like i think his movies have their own appeal and maybe he has too many explosions and slow-mo but, yeah, i don't and... you know i don't i don't agree with that you, you know what i mean like if you like I, I action movies yeah it's like if just... you yeah, it's like the same reason that people hate on uh, the Fast and Furious films. If you don't like them, then don't watch them. But don't sit there and break them down. They're action movies. They are what they're supposed to be. You know what I mean? If you want to compare, like, you could definitely put Transformers, Fast and Furious, and even films like 007 all in the same uh, action genre, John Wick. Like, we know a lot of those things would never happen in real life, but it's cinematic and it does look cool to see. So if you're going to grow down and break down every aspect of it, of course, you know, somebody's going to have something to complain about, but I think you need to go into it understanding that you're going to see an action movie and not, you know, break down cinema ultra realism. <laughs> yeah, that that's it's not yeah. Really, oh, his his performance was riveting. 
<laughs> yeah, you're not getting Shakespeare in the park. Yeah, you just want to see people get shot and somebody kick a bunch of ass. And in this case, you want to see big fucking 10, 20 foot robots transform, fight each other, and and have and at least have some semblance of a good story. So and, should we get into a little spoilers then? Uh, well, yeah. Hold well, on, real quick. Talking. Yeah, go ahead. Start. Go ahead. So. So when he rips off the wing and then stabs the other Decepticon, or uh, it wasn't a Decepticon, but these battles, Terracons, were they were brutal. I mean, they were vicious. They were ripping arms off and then beating the <laughs> robot with the arms. Yes. They were the wings or stabbing people. I mean, it was, and I think it, what was good is those those scenes were pretty minimal. There wasn't a bunch of robots that they were able to kind of close up on like two robots really fighting or three mm -hmm. with some stuff in the background. So you could really focus in on those money shots. The, the the fights were really good. I think all of them were, and just like any kind of the action scenes, um, were all great. What what did you guys think of the new main character? What was his name? Scourge, the bad guy. No, not the bad guy. The, the main character, the human. human. Oh, I'm. Thank you for going there. His name is Noah. I believe now as a G1 guy, uh, and I, I use that term a lot. So for Transformers fans that don't know, G1 is short for Generation One. That is the 1984 cartoon that ran for four seasons and had the uh, 1986 animated film. Uh, uh, the kid, Noah, in my opinion, I haven't been able to find anything that definitively said this, because like IMDB didn't go in, uh, but his name was Raul and he's Puerto Rican. There was a Puerto Rican flag in his room. Uh, he was in New York City, Brooklyn. Uh, there was a character that was a reoccurring human character that was also a Puerto Rican kid in the G1 series that was named Raul. And and I got a whole lot of it. Like his, his interactions in the cartoon were with a character called Trax that transformed into a Corvette. Uh, this blue Corvette, and I, I got this. I think they kind of did the same thing with Noah and Mirage that they did with Trax and Raul in the in the comics, er, in, well, comic books too, but in the cartoon. So as soon as I saw him, I, that's what I got. So it's kind of like they did Sam and Bumblebee in the, the uh -huh. original movies. That was Spike and Bumblebee, but they gave him the right. same last name, which was with Wiki. You know what I mean? So I, I'm def, I'm definitely. I'd say 99.9% .9 sure that was homage to the original series. And that was one of the things that uh, that really made me like this one too. Whenever they put those homages to the original series, I just lose my shit completely. Right. Um, and then you have the other uh, kind of main... The female. Uh, huh? The female? Yes. What was her name again? I'm looking that one up because I forgot. Yeah, she's all scientist. Elena. Elena. Elena Wallace was her character's name. Right. Okay. Um, I thought they were uh, fun, and they, you, you know, what, what do you think about them just in general? As, you know, they how were... they came into the story, and we're helping the Autobots find this. What was it? The key? Some key? Yeah. <clears throat> For. Because, like you said, the, there's a new villain, and his name is Scourge, and I thought he was really cool, and that is a fucking badass name. And that's Scourge. You, know, you remember the G1, the 1986 cartoon, right? 
Uh, sort of. I haven't watched it in a long time. All right. Well, that's where that's where Scourge came from. If you remember when Unicron came and like the Decepticons were beating the hell out of the Autobots, <laughs> there was that moment where Optimus came in and basically saved the day, like wiped out a whole army of Decepticons. Yeah. Uh, in the animated yep. movie, and then Unicron reformatted all of the Decepticons into new bodies. So Megatron became Galvatron, and like the uh -huh. the the Jets, so like Starscream's Jets, Thundercracker, Skywarp, all of them, they became these new characters. It was Scourge and his sweeps, and that's where Scourge came from, uh, which was another homage that I loved coming in. Uh, so Scourge is Starscream? No, but he was one of the he was one of the he was one of the Jets. Oh, okay. Not Starscream because Scar they never a hundred percent killed Starscream. Even when they destroyed his body, he was still a ghost. But he was one of those F fifteen jets. Killed him. He did, but in the in episode or not episode, but in season four, his ghost came back. Like they couldn't destroy his spark, so he could take over other Transformers bodies, and then he got his body back. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. But yeah, I love oh, Scourge. So they, had, so they had some continuity to the um the show because i mean it the way i pictured it, it feels like it would be very episodic right and just kind of the the problem of the week you know what i mean right but is that how it is or is it no definitely kind of not i i think well anytime you have any of these these comic book stories <laughs> you know what i mean in cartoons they're all episodic like you know no characters stay dead which is why you know the mcu has done so well with that they pick and choose who they kill off and have, they have a tendency to stay dead which i kind of like that it adds a certain level of realism but i think they they've done this particular movie of transformers i think did a very good job and although they called it rise of the beast it did have a tie-in to beast wars and I think the one thing that they took away from Beast Wars was it had a much smaller cast than the regular Transformers. There were like four Terracons, and then there were like four uh, Maximals, and then you had a couple of uh, you know of the regular Autobots thrown in. And, and you I, weren't really seeing them a lot during the movie either. Not at first. Well, actually, not they they showed they. I, I like how they did the intro. Like they did a really good job with making like if if you knew nothing about Transformers or Beast Wars, like you didn't have to watch any of the cartoons to know what was going on. You could follow yeah, this story I mean, very well. I, I was thinking that I was like, I wonder what, like, I'm missing here. Like, how much of this is, you know, accurate to what happened in the cartoons, or if they're just. You know, yeah, there was like, like I said, so there was a lot of homage, uh, and that's one of the things that I think that's why I give this one such high marks because I think it was something that they didn't always do well in the other Transformers films, and it pissed off a lot of the you know the, the hardcore older fans. They were like, "Oh, they're changing this, they're changing this, they're changing right. this," and I think they did a whole lot of drawbacks. There were a whole lot of Easter eggs, and even though they did change some things. I think they did it well enough where, you know, a new audience will like it and the old audience will like it. I liked that uh, Unicron looked basically like he did in the movie. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. Like the, the animated movie. I mean, mm -hmm. uh, I keep saying the movie, but uh, Bill still hasn't watched that one. You should watch that. Like after seeing this, Bill. The, car, the 82. Yeah, 86. 86. Yeah, I, you I, should I've, watch that movie. I'm pretty sure I saw it when it came out, but I because I you, uh, everything that you've talked about I remember, mm -hmm. but yeah, I, give me a copy. 
I will. Yeah, I have. I yeah, I have. DJ Nike. Every time that has come out, I've bought a new one. So yeah, I have plenty. Um, the the one thing that made me, uh, and shout out to Lonely Island, the rap group, com- comedic rap group that made me jizz in my pants <laughs> early Dude, on. I love Andy Samberg, right? bro. Uh, there was a part like the one thing that the G One fans were pissed about was that Mirage turned into a Porsche nine eleven instead of the car that he turned into in a cartoon. Uh, which was a Formula One racer. And there was a point uh, after, you know, he took Raul back to the base and he met Optimus and RC and Bumblebee. And he was talking about, you know, if you help us out, I'll let you have me, you know, my car version. You can sell it, whatever, what have you. And then he turned into like four different cars. He, Didn't the, he still, he still had like the racing stripes and the numbers. So he was a race car still. Yes. But jazz with the actual alternate mode. Yeah. Jazz was a Porsche in the original one. So when he, so when he said, you know, I can be whatever car you want, he turned into the formula one racer that actually Mirage is his toy and a dump truck, uh, the dump truck, which that's one of my the problems. Why I don't give it a 10, but we'll get into that later. Um, but he also turned into a Lamborghini Countach which were the twins, Sidewipe and Sideswipe and Sunstreaker. So there was that homage where you could see, you know, a bunch of different G1 characters, their alternate modes. And that was, it was like five seconds. And that was a really big deal for me. Cause it was like, okay, there's the drawback to the original right there. And that meant a lot to me. I didn't like the fact that he turned into the, the garbage truck either. Because I was like, how did he get big so enough? Much more Yes. How, how did he get like what the fuck? How did he get bigger? Yeah, that was my one problem. Well, not one problem. That's one of my one problems because they never really explained that. Because if we're going off the other, even though Michael Bay didn't write this one, and technically he didn't direct it either, he was just producer. You still know he had something to do. Like his fingerprint was on it, just like on Bumblebee too. He had a little fingerprint on it, and I think they should have said something about it. Made Optimus do it. Because the one thing about these films is the Transformers could turn into whatever they wanted to as long as it was close to their mass. Right, and fucking uh, Optimus would have made way more sense for that. Exactly. So, yeah, I had that was... he's way bigger. Yeah, he's already a truck. Yeah, so that would have made sense. Did they ever explain why, like, some are bigger than others? What's that all about? Like, why are some of them super tiny and some of them are, like... You know, that, like they seem to vary in size, and then primes. there's a there's a reason for that. Is because they each seem tra- to be bigger than all of them. Transformers aren't born like humans, even though you know they're technically alive. They're sentient creatures. Each one had a purpose. So because they each had purposes, whether it was something menial like uh, cleaning up their Cybertron, each Transformer had a purpose on their home world, and you know, size dictated what their job was, which is why they were made for your job. Yeah. Which is why the Decepticons were more badass because they were the soldiers that protected the planet and the Autobots were, you know, like service workers and scientists and shit. So of course, you know, they weren't made to be fighters. Bro. I never knew that. Yeah. That's there you go. A little bit of fucking history of some transformers history. So like what went down? Like, so, well, you, you know, obviously, you know what the fuck. So, right. Like in the beginning, like what happened to bring the Transformers in generation one? What happened that brought them to earth and all that? Megatron and Optimus, they were friends. What started the, what started the war? 
Megatron and Optimus were friends. So the leader of the Autobots and the leader of the Decepticons were friends. And like I said, the, the Decepticons were the military backing and the Autobots were the service workers. But at some point, Megatron was like, well, it's my army that's protecting the planet. So why should I not rule? It was like the Autobots had kind of favor for, you know, keeping the planet whole. And he Surprise didn't like that. King. Yeah. So he kind of, you know, Megatron was just like, well, I'm the fighter. I'm protecting all y'all. I should lead. And that caused that civil war. And, you know, that war raged on for millions of years because they live longer than us and they destroyed, completely dilapidated their energy source. So like if we destroyed Earth and we couldn't, you know, grow food so we wouldn't have anything to, you know, power ourselves. So they, they you know, they were looking for a new energy source. And that's how they ended up on Earth. The, Decepti the Autobots were looking for a new energy source. The Decepticons followed them and they both crash landed. And this is the story that they worked out back in the day. Yeah, and and we've seen. I mean, like they've pretty... talked about it in the live action films. They they haven't always done a great job of it, but uh, that's always been a thing. And like even with they the... did a decent job at the beginning of this one. Mm -hmm. Or well, wasn't there uh, some in the last night too? Okay, and yes. here's another thing. The last so night did speaking... a good. That's the only thing that was good about that. Facts. So, so speaking of. The fucking uh, Beast Wars ones. What are they again? They uh, Maximals and Predacons. Maximals Maximize. Yep. Okay, the Maximals. So they're time travelers, right? Kind, Yeah, they're descendants. So the Maximals are descendants of the Autobots and the Terracons. He, he, he said he was named after Optimus Prime, and I was like, wait a minute. I thought these dudes were from the past but the way they were talking they're from the future they are now <coughs> excuse me this is where if you'd seen beast wars this makes more sense uh and it this is why i went back and watched it because beast wars came out like in the late 90s where the original transformers came out in 84 so there was a big difference in them uh but basically the maximals and predacons also went to Earth, but it was at a, it was like remember I told you the Autobots and Decepticons crashed on Earth. Well, they uh -huh. were they were uh, in stasis, so they you know they weren't alive. You know what I mean? They were like in the stasis pods, and they're in sleep mode. Yeah, and that's when all of the animal based Transformers crashed on Earth. And the reason they have animal bodies or alternate forms instead of like cars and shit because they crashed on Earth in prehistoric times. But there was so much energon, which is what they eat. That's what fuels them. There was so much energon in its raw form on Earth that they had they couldn't stay in their robot modes. It was destroying them. So they had to find these, uh, what are they called? Humans, you know what I mean? These biometric bodies. So they couldn't stay in their robot modes for long or they'd shut down. So that's why. What I do you mean? Aren't they still robots when they transform? I don't get that. Uh, in the cartoon, they like, looked more. They like when they transformed into their animal modes, they looked like the animals. And they were a lot smaller than the Transformers. So if you ever get a chance and, and to watch this, Beast Wars. That makes it a little confusing because they still look like robots. Yeah, in this one. And and I get it, you know what I mean. Like they change they change the but story maybe, somewhat to make it more believable. Yeah, because I mean you got to think. There's a lot of things that work for cartoons that don't work for live action. If you have a robot turning into an ape, you're in real life. You'd still have to see robot parts in the cartoon when they turned into like which which is why I didn't like Optimus's face. Like when he didn't have the face shield on, that's always that look has always bugged me. 
I'm it glad you brought that weird. up because that's something weird. I forgot about. Do you know what his face is based off of? No. Peter Cullen, the guy that voices him. So without the mask, that's uh, he's supposed to look like the guy that voices him. They did that on purpose. But no, I think Bill means like the how fake and cartoony it looks, or just not even just fake or whatever. It just it it's like supposed to be human, but supposed to be robot. But it just it 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 never translated well. Yeah, I mean, it still looked like pieces of metal, kind of making a face, but it it like aesthetically didn't. That was satisfy. them. Yeah, that was them doing something for you know what I mean for for. Something they could say because I don't. I didn't notice. Like I know what Peter Cullen looks like, and after I after I read it, I was like, "Oh yeah, it does kind of look like him." But, but I wouldn't know what the hell to put there, anyways. Like yeah. if I was a drawer, I wouldn't know what where to begin. So it's like, it's 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 weird that it bothers me, but I don't know. I don't have anything to, to base, base it, it off, on either. Right? It's like it just it just looks weird. Yeah, I always thought it looked a little weird too, but maybe it's for different reasons. I always thought it looked a little. I get what they're doing. They're trying to make it. Look as much like the old cartoon as possible, and but he never had a face. He never had a face in the weird. cartoon. We're he always had that mask too. Yeah, I think that was it. He never had the face in the cartoon. It was always, you know, his mask that moved up and down instead of him having, having lips. It's true. So, so maybe that's that's why because they're, they're they're inventing it, and it's like, yeah, you didn't have to change that. <laughs> but they did yeah, it with all of that them. Is a little weird detail, like they didn't have to show his face ever. Yeah, they didn't. That you know, again, that's something they tried to do. So there's, so there's uh, one thing that make it more relatable that way. Maybe. Yeah, they're like making him more human. Um, And I was watching some reviews uh, on the movie on on uh, on the YouTube, Mm -hmm. and it brought up an interesting point um, that they didn't really think that the human element was actually necessary to tell the story of the Transformers, and that the this time around. Any, any of them because the cartoon was really just the, the oh, humans right. were really secondary you know you know what's funny is i fucking was thinking that like the entire time i was watching this and in a lot of them they're like all of them really there's all what, of them literally for whatever all of reason them. they need like these humans but really would they really need us probably fucking not no they wouldn't um not i think all. i think like, they do so, that they, like, do they do that for the live fucking keys without that chick like they can't figure that the, sh- the fuck out and the human-sized portal they that they have to crawl through. They across the universe and shit, but they can't. I think I think they're scared to do to do the Transformers films without having a human element. Like that's that's always uh, been what I've thought, and and I think because you you get onto that realism thing, it's very hard to watch a complete CGI film with nothing to yeah. base it off of. You know what I mean? If you don't have the humans to scale what the robots look like. And and I, and, and for real, I, I've heard that since the very first one. You can one. have humans in it, just you don't need ones that are in the main story. But think about that. Now, now think like about a, now think about this from, from a fictional thing. Now, if you're a kid and you're not a Transformers fan at all, and you're seeing this for the first time, and you don't see anything human in it at all, by having these human characters, that gives you something to. Oh, I, I can feel. I, I have. I have so feelings. To latch as a on to. Yeah, and I think that's yeah. why they do it. You know what I mean? Yeah, but it's easier I to sell to the non-nerd fans too. By the time too. we get to the end, huh? And it, it, it I... helps sell to the non-nerd fans too. Mm-hmm. So I mean, we're very we're a, we're a class in our own. Pushing up my glasses. <laughs> um, so I mean, but when we're very critical, and you know, you've. I, 
I'm a lot more passive Transformer fan than than you are. I definitely watched the show. It had the toys. You know, it was part of part of my youth. Mm-hmm. Um, so it definitely resides in that kind of area, and it's entertaining films. And I definitely think these last two Bumblebee are moving in the right direction and felt much more entertaining. And they did the human element well. Agreed. You know. Well, here's what I can. Can you guys hear me good? Yeah. Because it was cutting out real bad for a second. It's the crosstalk um, that'll screw you up. When we're, we're all okay. talking at the same time. <laughs> yeah. like right now, like what I'm doing to you right now. <laughs> I'll shut up. Uh-huh. Whenever you're ready. <laughs> okay. okay. Uh, but I think you're, Sean, you especially should be excited with the human element uh, just based on what happens in the mid credit scene. We're all right. Or, uh, no, it's, it's the very end of the movie. Yeah. Hold on before we get to that one. We're, you, know we're, you know what I'm talking yes, about. Yes, I do. Though. We're 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 gonna get to that one. Um before we that, Yeah, we won't get yeah. quite yet, but I'm just saying that's a I think you know, having the human element, it makes sense to me. Right. Um it does make it a little more relatable. I mean, but you could do it in different ways. You don't have to have like two people that have to be there or the mission fails. Maybe. You know what? I, I, I under, I understand both sides. I see why they do it. And I would appreciate if they didn't, but I'm not going to, that's one of those things that I think is very nitpicky Um, because there have always been humans from the jump in the transformers lore. Again, whether it was spike, uh, uh, his father, spark plug, uh, uh, like uh, Raul with with tracks who know, you know, what I'm saying who I think know was based off. There have always been humans or even sometimes in the latter series where there were like even human like aliens. You know what I mean? Uh, so there have always been an element, whether it was in the comic books or the cartoon. So I'm not going to be one of those ones like, yeah, I would love to see a film where it was mostly the Transformers. But Michael Bay said I saw this uh, on the extra features in uh, some of the first films where he was talking about if he would have done it that way, you get a very Power Rangers cartoony-esque film and people won't take it serious. And and I and I understand that. You know what I mean? That's, like, valid. That's a valid... That makes sense. Especially to sell to sh- uh, somebody who's going to give you money to shell out millions of dollars to film. Facts. And we're talking million. hundreds of millions, too. Yes, I get that. Yeah. So... Yeah, you 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 have you have to have something that's going to give the everyday person, whether it's a guy or a girl, like you have to do a, a kid, an adult, you have to put something in a little bit of sustenance other than what the hardcore fans want. Because the hardcore fans aren't going to be the ones that's going to bring you most of your money. You know what I mean? If you're trying to make a successful franchise that's been 40 years in the making and bring new fans in, you have to do certain things. And I've yeah, the, always been down to with you that. proves that. It, there you go. Yeah. Absolutely. Like you, you have to have the support of like the casual fans too, or your shit will fail or it won't be as big as you or as big or look as good as you want it to. Exactly. And honestly, I, I do think you get a lot more of those emotions from the human characters. Like uh, I know, we, uh, I guess we're, we're far enough in now. We could talk about the fact that they killed Bumblebee in this one for a minute <laughs> Yeah, it, this movie, I, I feel like they uh, looked at the 1986 movie, mm-hmm. the animated movie, right? 
and then kind of rewrote that story a little bit. It was one hundred percent. It was almost the same story. I mean, it was a lot different in areas, but you know what I mean. Instead of killing Optimus at the beginning of this, they kill Bumblebee, and right. that was really fucking sad. By the way, you know yeah, what? I, I, you know what? I'm going to say it's not. Mo- this is I knew from Jump Street Bumblebee wasn't going to stay dead, and well, yeah, this course. was only from watching the trailer, and I could have been wrong. But I'd watched the trailer so many times uh, for Rise of the Beast that most of what we saw in the trailers was in like the first 30 minutes of the film. And I like when they do that because you don't get a bunch of spoilers. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, okay, good. You know, Guardians of the Galaxy did that. A lot of what was in the trailer was in like the first 15, 20 minutes of the film. 30 seconds. Yeah. And then we had no idea what was going to happen in that film. They made you think a whole different movie was going to happen. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? From the trailer, you thought they were going to possibly kill Quill. You know what I mean? And Rocket. And Rocket. And that didn't happen. So uh, from the trailer for this film, most of the shit we saw, like the funny interactions with Mirage. And I like how they, even though they changed his alternate mode. Uh, you know, we still got to see his power. Like each, tra- this is what I like about Transformers too. To make them feel more human, they're almost like mutants of the robot world. Each Transformer has a power. You know has what I mean? A special ability. Yeah, yeah. Each one. Uh, uh, so mirages that he can make mirages. He can make uh, holograms. And you know, I mean, all that shit we saw, and it was funny in the trailer, but it really didn't uh go and give away any of the story. But the one thing I did notice was that they showed. Uh, Bumblebee jumping out of a plane, and then we got to see that but, that plane. That's uh, so, uh, so the part yeah. I was talking about when. So yeah, I and, knew he was going to come back. The best part, the best part about that, is them uh, playing some LL Cool J. You don't call it a comeback. Oh, yo! Oh, by, yes. the, by the way, thank you for mentioning that because that was something I forgot. I, I and I'm also glad I mentioned Guardians. This film had an awesome hip hop based. Oh, yeah. Uh, soundtrack era era specific yeah, correct very too. yes I mean and that's that's there's there's an OJ Simpson it was in there the, mm-hmm. the when he was in the the high speed chase mm-hmm. the low speed chase that was there mm-hmm. so there's real they things sure that a lot to those make details. sure that we knew it was the 90s you know yeah, you didn't want to even, even seeing forget what year it was yeah like you could you could even they 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 put the uh, I don't know if it was old footage of New York City or or if they digitally put the Twin Towers, Twin Towers back. There, yeah. yeah, they were very prominent when they were in New York that you could see the Twin Towers, and that yeah, meant a lot dope. to me. For yeah. a long time, people wouldn't even try to fuck with that or do that at it's all. True, mm-hmm. and, and and I really liked that they did that. That that was very awesome. But yeah, they did. Yeah, they well, did a great let job you know, at that. Like exactly what year you're in. You know what I mean? And right. They, like I said, they kept making sure. Down to the main character's shoes. Yeah, that you that you knew what year it was. Yeah, shoes. I, the Game I, I Boy. That well, the, because the OJ all from the nineties and shit. The OJ tra- it, trace gives you an exact day and time. Times for sure. Yeah. Uh. Well, yeah. yeah. The OJ chase gives you an exact day and time of when that happens in real life. I was in boot camp for that, so I can tell you it was between May and August of 1995. I don't remember the exact day, but I remember I was in boot camp, Marine Corps boot camp, for the OJ chase. And I remember we were listening to it on the radio in a Humvee, and we were on the top of a mountain, and we were doing a a, a, a little fake war thing against another unit, and we were waiting to hear the verdict. And as soon as we heard the verdict, (laughs) RCO was like, 
storm the mountain. And I ended up running through a cactus and thought I was hard and my fucking leg went numb. But I will always remember that. You know what I mean? So, it, yeah, it was, it, was, it was definitely a period piece. There were so many different things that drew back. You, you saw things like Game Boys, VCRs. Uh, down to the walkie-talkie yeah his little brother used mm -hmm. like and those were all things i had as a kid so that yeah i i, I love that movie I, I loved it so much because of things like that it was a solid really solid movie and then that like before we get too far away from the bumblebee jumping out of the plane mm -hmm. i think as far as action sequences went mm -hmm. that was one of the very best oh yeah uh just him it was reminiscent of, you know, in the old school one when, um, like you keep, like you you talk about a lot when, uh, Prime, oh yeah, Optimus Prime comes in and wipes out a bunch of Decepticons right. with these, mm -hmm. and that's what happens there with Bumblebee. He just dives out of the plane and just starts whipping ass, just taking shit. Yeah, just fucking kicking ass. And I remembered while I was watching that part, you talking about him being a badass. And I was like, yeah, they made him like extra badass in yeah. this. Because they had to, you know, make his screen time count because he was dead or comatose most, of, most the of the movie. Yeah. I thought it was a little cheesy how it kind of came back. I mean, it's just like all of a sudden this wave of the, the energy, energy comes arc. through. But see, it made sense because yeah. it was when like they dropped all the drones, so that had to power like the drones that were coming in. Uh, but it was a little, it was like a little convenient writing. It was, but it falls back to the lore. So, like I said, that was that was another one of those homage spots that felt real. And like when they and in the '86 animated film when they killed Prime, they yeah, brought they brought him back in, later. In, yeah, in so that movie. Yeah, so there, there there was a whole lot of stuff that did tie back. It tied back into Beast Wars with it being this raw energon. There were so many different things that tied back that made me very happy. I think you know, one of the things that really popped into my head early was the fan service from across the Spider-Verse, the new uh, Spider-Man movie, and No Way no Way Home. Like, they did uh -huh. so much of the fan service, and I think this one did that. Did Probably he... in, in a better way than any of the Transformers movies ever has before. There was way more Easter eggs and way more yeah. fan service in this one. Which I, I could would... feel that. I could tell there was a lot going on with that. Mm -hmm. I mean, I wasn't able to pick out as All many as like, somebody like you would. <laughs> right. But I had a feeling there was a lot of Easter egg stuff happening and that they tried to be more lore accurate with this movie. Right. And that's always appreciated. I always, I mean, I always uh, like that. And I think a lot of people do. Right. It's just having accurate to the lore as possible. You know what I mean? Yeah, and even so, if some things are changed, to have those little drawbacks make folks like me happy. Like, okay, they changed this, but ah, oh, okay, I, I can see where you know where they got it from. They didn't completely forget about us, and you know what I mean. That for real, that fan service, they were. I I, I was in my seat happy. I, I felt like a little kid. You know what I mean? Which I didn't feel like. The only time I felt like that in the original Transformers ones, like the first Michael Bay film. Remember when uh, the helicopter transformed the first time on the military base? And it made the uh -huh. cartoon transformation. That was one of those moments. And then, like when Bumblebee, as a Camaro, hit, used his car door and knocked the the Volkswagen Bug out of the way. There were, a, you know, there were little small ones like that in the first film, but there were a lot of them in this one. 
And I think that needs right. to happen. You know what I mean? Like, like a new fan wouldn't notice. But somebody like me that would be taking his but kids. it's not for them. It's not for them exactly. anyway. You know what I mean? Yep. The, all the other stuff is for the casual fan. Right. So, yeah, get yo, give us hardcore fan fans service something. is so important and shit like this is because it, that way you're, like, appeasing everyone. Facts. I agree. And there's nothing wrong with that. Like, you definitely want to, like, the whole reason this movie's being made is because of the hardcore fan, Right. Right. Well, I mean, to make money, they, it's all to make money. But also they want to attract, like, the new audience. So, you know, because the whole reason it's popular is because of the hardcore fan. Facts. Yeah, you got to think. The, the Transformers franchise has been around since 1984. We're almost to 2024. That is a long time to keep a franchise alive. Yeah, and it is. Yeah. It is a franchise. I mean, that there's a lot that goes into keeping that and maintaining And shows that. like this. This or were made to sell toys when it came down to Thank it. Thank you. Yes, the cartoons were a twenty-two minute commercial to sell toys. Thank you and for that, saying yeah. that. Goes for Ninja Turtles, for He-Man, He-Man for GI Joe. You know, uh, you know. And speaking of GI Joe, thank you. Yo, go on ahead. We get, before we get into that, though, I the one. So by the end of the movie, when they're having that kind of final battle with uh, Scourge. Mm-hmm. And curveballed on us, huh? We thought you were going to go into GI Joe. No, well, I was going to. You're, you're going the long I, way I, there. I, I want to talk about why that happens first. Okay. Well, because the main character, I keep forgetting it. Noah. 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 Yeah. He, uh, Mirage. Kind of. This is one of the parts that really choked me up. Was when Mirage like told him like go ahead take like you know you, you got to go do that he's use like, my body parts or whatever and that yo and he's like and and you knew he was gonna go get fucked up and like he gets his ass beaten almost killed right and then he becomes and this was one of this was maybe my favorite part of the whole movie mm-hmm. when he he's like i'm still alive but i need you to drive mm-hmm. yeah and he fucking became like an exosuit for Noah and I thought that was the fucking dopest shit like seriously this is why I'm like on the fence about the human element thing thing mm-hmm. because when done correctly and, and in a great way like they did there where he they kind of merged the two he became like their equal and was able to battle alongside Prime and Bumblebee against scourge and that shit was so fucking tight and that is another this was another this is why i scored this movie so high that comes from the cartoon and the comic books too where there was a point headmaster the headmasters and target masters <laughs> that's the fucking weirdest name ever they were but it, it again it was another thing to sell toys so the transformers had landed on this alien planet and they found out that you know like if they had a human driving that they were they were they were better off or if there was a human that was in their vehicle mode shooting for them while they were driving it made them better so they came out with these exosuits that where a human like being would either turn into a transformer's and you see, weapon and you see those in the 1986 movie as well not uh, they weren't in the movie but they were in the fourth season it wasn't in the movie it was in the fourth huh? season we we saw the exosuits but they, not where they the turned yeah but maybe it was a different suit maybe i'm thinking uh yes but the the 
the father and son duo have them in the movie. Yes, Spike and Daniel. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, so these exo that some that's something for the lore. So again, in the in the comic books and the cartoons, these exo suits would turn into either a transformer's weapon, so like their gun, or they would turn into their head in robot mode. And that was a big homage to that. So right before Mirage saved Noah and he gave up parts of his body and he was able to be like this exo, this badass exoskeleton that was able to fight, even though he was still basically human size, a little bit bigger than human size, it gave him Mirage's powers and stuff. And that was pretty awesome. That was a fucking badass scene. I loved every bit of that. that and I'm glad they didn't put that in the trailer because I was not expecting that at all. I wasn't either, and I was like, man, that's fucking cool, man. Like, and it reminded me of Iron Man, and like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, this is fucking cool. It's it, it, This reminds me of when I first saw Iron Man, kind of. Yeah. And, you know, it's been a long time since Iron Man came out. We haven't, and we won't, as far as we know, ever get Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man ever again. Right. So that was, it kind of felt like that to me. Didn't it feel like that to you? Yeah, well, I, yeah. Like I said, it, it was more of the, tar- like, you know, me being a hardcore Transformers fan, that was that was one of the biggest fan service yeah, moments. Yeah, your, your mind is always on, like, the old school shit. Yeah, and, and the fact that that happened, oh, my goodness. I, that was, I was in my seat like, oh, 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 yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, it's a solid movie, dude. I liked I liked it, and especially by the end. And uh, all right, yeah, so I, yo, I gave it like, and so let's like get in. Yeah, talk let's talk about. Let's G- get into G. that, Joe. And I didn't expect this. I didn't either. Happen. Let me say this right now: I was wrong, wrong, wrong. Although I think Hasbro uh, put this out there, or maybe they changed their minds. I don't know. But this is all like a soft um, reboot. The reboot. So, all right. So, I said in the last tra- Yeah. Well, all right. Maybe I said in the last Transformers episode we did the one that just encompassed everything Transformers. I said that Hasbro was talking about doing an MCU like shared universe with a lot of their former toys and cartoons. So, Mask, M A S K Q. What is it? Mobile Armored Strike Command. Excuse me. Transformers, GI Joe and a couple of their other toys from the 80s, they were going to do a shared universe. And then after the the one with like Frankenstein and the other horror films, after that one tanked, after the G.I. Joe movies didn't do what they wanted them to do, they said, nah, we're not doing that anymore. So they've been adamant about saying, we're not doing a shared universe anymore. Then we get to the end of Rise of the Beasts, and you have Noah, the main human character, who did have military aspects, which I liked because that was one of the things that was kind of far out with Spike or Sam. You know what I mean? It was like, all right, you have no fighting experience at all. You were this nerd in school, and now all of a sudden you're saving the world. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. At least this kid has military experience. I like that. You know, he knows how to fight. Uh, yeah, right. He was a Marine, right? I don't remember if they said he was a Marine, but they definitely said he was in the military. They showed his dog. Right. Tags. I think they said he was well, a Marine. Yeah, I you I I would think I would have remembered that, but you, like I said, I, I was so engrossed and coming all over myself with happiness, I might have missed it. But I do remember they said he was it, military. It, good detail to put that he was in the military. Uh, didn't he get kicked out for whatever reason? 
I don't think he was kicked out. I, he he yeah. just yeah he he just served yeah he served four years, and they said he wasn't uh, like a team player, and that's why it was hard for oh, him to right. get a job. You know what I mean? And I get that because not everybody is. You know what I mean? <laughs> when it comes to military, uh, but anyway, when 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 they get to the second post credit scene, they show him talking to this guy, and who I thought was Sector Seven, because even in Bumblebee. You know, they 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 led up to that whole Sector 7, which was that quasi-government agency from... Yeah, I thought it was going to be some, like, some agent, like, some, like S.H.I.E.L.D. or whatever yeah. that I didn't know about from Transformers. And then I, come I to fight, yeah. they had some, you know, some shit I just didn't know about from the show. But then they're like, G.I. Joe, I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, that one caught me so off guard, and I'm glad. You know what I mean? Like again, that was another thing I was not expecting. My jaw dropped, Bill and I was said like, you "Freaked the fuck out." I did. did. Oh, I, I, so I, did. I wish I would have filmed it. <laughs> if I would have known, I would have. He said, "Yeah, you should have seen." That was like one of his selling points for me to go see it. Yeah, was it? He's like, "I'm not going to tell you." There where Sean absolutely lost his scenes. shit. You got to, you got to. There were two times where, three times, the three times I lost it during that film was when Mirage transformed into the other G1 accurate cars, uh, uh-huh. when uh, Noah got the headmaster suit from Mirage, and then the, the G.I. Joe thing. Those three things <laughs> were the biggest drawback, and I was so fucking excited. Like, I, I felt like I was a, a 10-year-old kid again, you know what I mean? Like for real, I forgot I was forty seven and my forty six, and my kids were there with me. I totally like that was the coolest experience ever. Okay, and- so do you think this is the best live action Transformers you've seen? Yes, the yes. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna say yes. The reason I I said it was second to the first one because the first one holds a special place in my heart because it was the first live action. It's nostalgic. Yeah, nostalgic I waited twenty some odd years. It's not because it's a better movie than no. this one, even though I think they're pretty close. They're they, they're very close, and I think Shia what Shia did for that movie for the humans was very well good. Like he was the perfect actor for that yeah, film. He was awesome. You know what I mean? And they did they did a great job with the first one all all around. But I think this one there 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 are certain parts, a lot of parts of this one that make me want to put it slightly above. Now, with all the good things we said, there were some slight problems. A couple of them we mentioned, uh but there was one like with the the main female character where after they attacked attacked her at her little museum and they made it outside, and they were talking to the to the uh, to the Autobots and the Maximals, and she was like, "Well, you guys are Autobots, and you guys are Maximals. Why, blah 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 blah." I hope it's just a deleted scene that you know didn't make it into the film, but it was like, "How do you know they're Autobots?" At this point, like we humans, for the most part, didn't know they were Transformers on Earth, let alone let alone know what their factions were called. So that one kind of you know that was one of those errors that I didn't like, and there were a couple of little ones in the storyline that I thought could have been easily fixed. That's the only reason I'm not giving it a 10 is because of those, those little things that I, I thought could have been fixed and him transforming into a vehicle that he shouldn't have been able to. Now nah, I'm gonna let that one go. Cause like I said, we got the drawback when he turned into the eight plus think about this too. In the transformers cartoon, there were a lot of things that wouldn't make sense now. Like you have a cassette tape player that you could carry as a human, but then right. it turns into a 20 foot. I was, I was kind of thinking the same thing as like, Maybe they 
kind of did that on purpose because mm-hmm. I mean you have a couple little things in there. Yeah, you can't be a Formula One racer. A you can see to the cartoon. Yeah, you can see that there's not a driver. You know what I mean in the car. Like even like what like and they did that correct with RC like uh, which was the female uh, that was a motorcycle. And like whenever she was in her motorcycle mode, she had a hologram of a human driving. You know what I mean? Because you can't be a motorcycle driving around without a human <laughs> counterpart and nobody question it. You're supposed to be a robot in disguise. You can't be in disguise if you're a vehicle driving with no driver. So I like that they didn't change RC. Right. Like, like they kept real. They kept a lot of like the great elements about the older movies. They did. Mm-hmm. Um. Like Bumblebee looks the same, mm-hmm. she looks the same, Optimus looks the same. You know, they didn't change any of that too much. And if they did, I can't. I'm not trained enough eye to tell, but right. I do. I do remember. She looks. I mean, and I always liked her look, and they even did that in the older movies. Yeah, where she had the hologram of like, and it's it's always a chick uh, writer too. Like yeah. a female writer. Mm-hmm. Bill. Yes. Before you forget, you had a so yeah, I really did good point, and I think you should take uh your take some time and explain what that is. And I and and again, be interested to hear Sean's perspective. And, and I know we've you know Sean and I have had similar kind of conversations about this uh, kind of. But one thing that really bothered me kind of thinking about the movie afterwards is that every white character was a complete asshole or not important. Really? I, yeah, I would. I didn't notice. I mean, and, 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 you know, I don't have anything against any of those characters or anything, but, you know, the only, I mean, there wasn't much there. I just would have want like one intern to be, you know, at the museum being like, God, that woman's a bitch, you know, or whatever. There's just something to, they were either cops or they were complete dicks, or there was no real point to them. Even looking on IDB, IMDb, there well, wasn't the, any the new... the G.I. Joe guy at the end. But that was really, that wasn't, you know, post credit scenes. But down with, like, cop. Yeah. It, it, and I think that would be more of a, on the a, on a positive side, but it wasn't until then, you know, and everybody, and I think, yes, there is a point where that story needs to be told, you know, you know, I imagine... You know, any woman or anybody in that field could be totally taken advantage of. And I imagine that has happened in many different ways, you know, especially thousands in the 90s of times. And before, and, yeah. you know, especially in that era. And, you know, and kind of the things being, you know, the insurance and just being, you know, underclass and getting fucked over by it is, is, is a real thing. And I'm not trying to undermine any of that. But I think as the director goes, you know, how, you know, that's a slippery slope, I think. And I, I'm just coming from a place of balance is that. It, it you know it made me go hmm, I, you know what like I'm not white so I, I that's why I totally didn't notice that you know what I mean and and you know what you're thinking I didn't back it either you know what it is yeah and and you know what it, I, it, I, I do you know what it is what it, it, it builds racist <laughs> oh shut up <laughs> <laughs> but I I'm mean just kidding it, anyway go ahead I mean because really there was the, there was the bitchy you know science lady that kind of stole her credit for her stuff Facts, yeah and everybody else was just kind of you know and I think those two actors actress and actress were solid they were a top of the line actors they did the role justice to you know to the point 
Um, and they played that role. Trying to think of where I've seen the uh, the female character, the black chick. She's been in a lot of shit. I had I am deep. Uh, I am. Was deep. She was she in Ready Player One? Mm, hold on, because I have it up. No, that's not her. But I think overall, okay. I'm trying you know, to think of where I've seen her before. Oh shit! And real quick, while while you're looking that up, just kind of finish finish that note. When I think it's very important when we're starting to talk about relation race race relations mm-hmm. to be able to have that open discussion about it. Like I know you and I have had this kind of in many different levels before. So, but to somebody who doesn't kind of know it, I think we at a certain point in time, if we're ever going to progress. We've got to stop and take our own actions, accountability, and also being open to criticism on yeah. every level. I yo, I agree because right. honestly, well, until you, you said it, what? I didn't notice. My, my I, only thing I would say in like defense of, you know, white people only being in like that villainous role or whatever, is like I'm sure black people, other minorities throughout time watching movies that true. are completely whitewashed uh, and shit. True. Yeah. And no. they're going thinking the same thing. So now, you know if, I mean? if that was the point the director was trying to make, exactly, bravo. I mean, if it was unintentional, or maybe something was lost in the, it, I, I don't know. But to your point, that's a, very true. I mean, how? I mean, for decades, yeah, almost a hundred years, if it's not, probably not yeah. even, and even still happening today. Yeah. Um, you know, and I, right. But again, I think that's why it's important to kind of bring up those conversations. Also, one thing we've kind of been battering around for you know show ideas to talk about you know equality or you know even kind of, i hate when you call it, you know the you know the woke kind of thing because i think that in itself by calling that puts judgment both does, pro and yeah. negative onto it usually it's like a kind of bullshit like i didn't want to call that this movie woke at all i mean i think you know if you're trying to well, demean it like shoving it down your throat like sean said he didn't even notice like no. and i didn't i honestly didn't either i kind of didn't notice until you pointed it out to me and then i was like oh yeah and, uh, like that is like that kind of and it was also after they were talking about you know um you know were the human element that important and then running that in and then and then I was looking on IMDb and I'm like, wait a minute. It's like there really, there really wasn't. It was kind of looking back at it. Um, but then there's been other movies or, or shows. I want to bring you to example um, that had a almost complete black cast and they didn't draw attention to it in that kind of way. They, they were able to tell their story, tell their story about the race relations without kind of, without the same kind of feel. There was the Lovecraft County country which was an all black cast um, other than they had some evil kind of witches that were, you know, white racist cops too. But it was, I mean, it had that juxtaposition and that realness to it. And that was the point of the story where it didn't bother me as much as then rather than under the big blockbuster. Now, you know what? I'm glad you brought up that show. I haven't watched it yet. Uh, and it's um, um, our, uh, our boy who's my Kang, Kang. Jonathan Majors is Jonathan in Majors is um, in it. And, and that is on my list of things to watch. I didn't watch it originally because I knew the history behind H.P. Lovecraft. You know what I mean? And he was known to have very r- openly racist uh, tendencies. Uh, so after reading up on the story, the fact that they took it that direction in and of itself 
was was groundbreaking. You know what I mean? You take a a racist storyline and then you use it, you know what I mean, in a positive way. I think yeah, they did it like they have flipped it up against him. Yeah. Um so that that is definitely something that I do want to check out and props for for bringing it up, but yeah. Yeah, I you know what I mean? Now that you mention it, it does and I, I can see that. And another one and I kind of kind of felt the same thing for a while and I didn't really know know why until I looked back at it was Luke Cage. I loved it, but like the first few seasons, it was, I mean, huge, major black stars from across, I mean, the whole, the whole spectrum in amazing performances, historical references, historical, mm -hmm. great music references, the whole, it I makes mean, a lot more rich. sense than Luke Cage though. You know, uh, yeah, because, because Luke Cage takes place in Harlem, which is one of those spots that were on the top level for the it, it was called the Harlem Renaissance. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? That was Luke that, Cage's story is a black story. And, and, you know what I mean? Exactly. Like it's not, and 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 allow and, I, and I've said this on this show before. Luke Cage was the first African American comic book character that spoke to me. Like Falcon was cheesy in the comic books. Storm was dope, but she was African. Black Panther was dope, but he was African. I also thought he was drawn very sorry, you know what I mean, for for that time frame, you know what I mean? Yeah. Luke Cage was yeah, he's the just a silhouette with yeah, eyes. Yeah, Black Panther or excuse me, Luke Cage was the first African American character that spoke to me. He was super strong, he was bulletproof, and he was doing things in the hood to help the hood, not more of like, you know, saving the world type of shit. Like I were aliens. Yeah. The very first time I read Luke Cage, I fell in love with that character. That's who I wanted to be. Those were powers that I'd be like, yo, I was living in Flint, Michigan, where drive-bys were happening almost every day. It's like, yo, if I could pick up a car and throw it easily and be bulletproof, those are powers that a black kid growing up in the inner city would love to have. And so Well, and not only not only that, like we've talked about like if with Spider-Man, for example, how uh when you are able to relate to that character and everybody can relate to, mm -hmm. to spider-man and it seems to, that's the case because i mean he's the biggest superhero In on the, the world, planet right uh but it's like that relatability the things that make him so you can be like oh i've gone through that before or like i totally get like what he's going through you know type shit and that makes it even better. And that's kind of what you're talking about with Luke Cage as like a, a black kid growing up and he's dealing with, with stuff that you like understand. And you're like, Oh, I've like seen that before. Right. You know what I mean? Right. It's uh, not necessarily you relate to him, but it's the situations too. I will bring like up this point. Tackling uh, like real issues. Right. And then you're like, oh, I can totally relate to that. That happened down the street or whatever. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, since you pointed out the thing that most of the white characters in that film were very villainous in nature, it's worth noting that the director, uh, his name is Stephen uh, Capel Jr., is black. So yeah. I would I would guesstimate that was on purpose. And that was something that I didn't notice. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I noticed you had a Puerto Rican, you know, main character, another black character. I would probably, you know what I mean? Especially looking at his age and that he's just barely younger than us. So probably closer to Mike's age in the mid thirties range. So he was alive in that era. Right. I can right. see, you know what I mean? That that was probably done intentionally. 
You know what I mean? And not saying that all white people are evil. I don't. I, see, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think don't that's what he was saying. Because you know what like, yeah. we were all, we've all been saying like, you and we were all really alive in the nineties until... too. It, it, it was a, uh, it was a much different time. You know what I mean? Like we, I, it, it's hilarious to me. Like before I came here, they were like just straight shitting on white people and just being like, but see, that's, so that's the thing. Then I'd be like, Oh, this is kind of not good. But that's what I think to me after thinking about it, made it a little bit worse is that they didn't say it. They showed it. But I think, but I, but like I said, I mean, looking at it now, these were, these weren't like your regular people. Like, and when I say regular people, they were all people in a position of power that were shitting on 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 the on and, and like in that in with the you know the the bitchy the uh, museum curator like that fit. I mean, and and I think wasn't that Agatha of uh, what's her name uh, in Marvel? No, she looked like her. It's not her. But uh, uh, I mean, that made sense. But it's just like I wanted a little bit of the contrast there, just just a little one line. Well, and, and think about this. Think about this. There, there are very one token dumb white guy that's comedic no, there, relief. There's no, like it's... a handful of characters that are human in that movie that get a significant amount of screen time. Right, but yeah, but but I mean, like it, I said, now... even her boss, right? Uh, the the white chick, you didn't see her, but for what maybe. To five ten minutes, but like, you uh, know what I mean. Like so fifteen seconds, like, yeah. I so but, yo, for the I, most part, you you had a very small cast in this movie. But I, I I still I'm 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 seeing like I said. Now that he said it, I do get it too. Because when you think about the the white guy when uh, Noah went to the job interview, you uh-huh. know I mean, it was another it was another white guy with a position of power that was shitting on him. He was like, "Yo, I talked to your XO, and he said you weren't a team player, so you can't get a job here." So thinking about it, yeah. every white person in this film had a negative it, connotation to him. Yeah. You know what I mean? Now again, they were people of power, so it wasn't like you just had a regular white guy on the street that they were interacting with. But I think that would have been the, the contrast that you know to kind of see that it was you know, a little bit different. And I just think, you know, as far as we're talking you know racial relations, there's a responsibility kind to kind of, of show both sides. The stuff that Noah was going through and like the story they were telling with like their struggle and like putting a white person in that position to maybe not even it's like just to be dismissive with them and not even consider that they have a better set of skills or whatever you know what i mean like it is uh i mean maybe they're just trying to tell a story of what it's like to be in that position where it's like maybe a white person might not think they're being shitty or whatever but it's just like that dismissiveness or Fucking crackers. <laughs> I yo, uh-huh. you know what I mean? Like I, I can understand from the outside looking in. You know what I mean? I see yeah. that now. But you know, I also grew up in an era where and, you know what I mean there there wasn't a really good depiction. Like I I, I think I told you, uh I got in a I it wasn't an argument because we were very cordial to each other about it, but I was speaking with uh one of my white female friends, it's about my age, that has uh children, all white children, that she felt like they were shitting on redheads because it seems like Disney has replaced a lot of their uh, redhead princesses with different uh, minority characters in the live action versions. And while I understood what she was saying, specifically the little mermaid that, that was the new one, but like she, she gave five, like, cause I told her, I was like, all right, that was once I was like, give me five other, give me five other, or give me four other, uh, um, 
instances where this happened. And she did. And I was still like, all right, so you're giving me five out of hundreds of thousands of characters over the last 125 years of cinema and TV. I was like, I get it. I was like, but you have to be very careful how you tell your children that. I was like, because potentially if you don't word it correctly, you could be creating racist in the future. You know what I mean? Like, I understand if I was a redheaded white kid and I saw a black kid playing a real black. I was like, but we're also talking about fictional characters, too. You know what I mean? I was like, when you Didn't think they do it with like Annie. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, but, but that but it wasn't say, was the original Annie white redhead. Yes. In the book. Yeah. Yeah. In the play. Yeah. So, yeah, that was that was her second one. You know what I mean? Like, so so I get it. and I understand. I was like, but you still like there's a and, and this is what I told her. I was like, what you should, I was like, yes, you should bring it up with your, your child brought it up to you. So here's how you need to, 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 to show them. I was like, turn on your TV, whether it's cable or a streaming service and start flipping through shows and TVs and like, all right, how many white people do you see on these shows? I was like, if there is more than 50% and I could, I would probably say it's 75 to 80% still white. I was like, if you show them yeah. that, that, that this is the way it is, you're seeing now it ju it just seems like really people freak out when it's like a character that everybody knows. But yo, but but here's but here but here's my big point when I'm talking about that. We talk about all the times that they're like think about even the first the first five Transformers movies. The main uh, protagonist was white, whether it was Shia LaBeouf's character or Mark Wahlberg's character. You know yeah. what I mean? We're on the seventh. I, we're I, on the seventh I, Transformers I movie, agree, and I think this is why. I wouldn't be upset if upset if they did like a black James Bond. No, I think they would. I wouldn't be. I think that would be if they got the right guy. Yeah. They could totally pull. Yeah, it yeah but, but, but that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I think these conversations need to, and like. Sorry, canon. You could make all the movies canon in the lore of James Bond if you just mention in one of the movies that the designation is a rank. 007, when you take that number, you have to take the title James Bond. That's Facts. not your actual name. Yeah, it's a rank. But, yeah. yeah. Well, not a rank, but like uh, just um, when you take that position, it's like the Red Hood. Yeah. It's like still how rank. many people have been <laughs> yeah. the Red different Hood, word. but it's, yeah. it's always the Red Hood, but it's different people. Facts. And, and you know what? Like the, the one thing that I always choose to use as an example whenever we go through this, and there's two of them. I would say, look at all of the different actors that have played actresses that have played Cleopatra. Look at all of the different actors that have played Jesus. You know what I mean? And I'm not trying to say Jesus was black, but if you were to go to Jerusalem, he doesn't look like he ain't uh, white. Yeah. yeah there you go. No. That's for damn sure. You know what I mean? And and I think that is a very dangerous precedent. <laughs> you know what I mean? When you start doing things like that, because you think about, well, I think, I think you know if done right and you don't you don't need by the way to like change one of these characters you don't need to necessarily shit on anyone True. like we kind of yeah. this one it kind of feels that way because you know every white character is like a you know a prick right an but oppressor if, if yeah. done you, you can do it with like james bond again like for example where like this new guy could get designated as the new james bond and that's when they explain that it's a designation and then you could do like a reel as they talk about his new uh position 
And well, then they could show the older Bonds, like, dip pictures of each of them. Right. Well, yo, even think and, about this. Like, and, I think that's and, a good and, idea. And, like, distinguish them in the speech so you're not, like, shitting on them. Yeah. And be like, you know what I mean? Yeah, and show start, each one. Start writing the past. script. Yeah. You're right, for real. Start writing the script. Yeah. You got it. Um, the, it one thing, the one thing I would point out. Oh, please don't tell me I lost it. <laughs> uh, damn, I lost it. Fuck. If I remember, we'll get back to it. I lost it. My bad. But it's I mean, and, and, like and bringing up an episode, I know that was, that was the first time it happened to me. <laughs> and for me, kind of bringing up the race relations things, I don't think it, it didn't take away from me in the movie experience. I still recommend it as a good watch as a, if you're wanting a good action movie. But I think it's just important to note whether I think it was and a whether good point that's to bring up, dude, like honestly, whether that was the intent to to poke the poke me. I don't want to call it poke the bear. I'm not a bear, but, uh, uh, you know, to bring that up into conversations, I think th- that, it, that it was a good thing. Uh, but you know, it, it does send a it da- was... an eye for an Sorry. eye. Doesn't make, make right. society yeah. blind. I mean, that was that, and that's just my only kind of, you know, footnotes on, on that subject. And, and I'm glad you mentioned that because when you think of movies like black Panther, both of them, you know what I mean? Where where power? Yeah, yeah. Where where you have a a very uh, a predominantly black cast in prominent roles, but I think about that, and you still have the the one character, the white dude from the the fucking uh, yeah, Harry uh, Potter movies or whatever. I know I, I know who you're talking about, but um, yeah, he still had a very prominent. Positive was Lord role. of the Rings? Yeah, Lord of the Rings. <laughs> that, yeah, that guy. He had a very. That's prom- what I mean, it's like it can be done and yeah. show respect to everyone. It doesn't have to be like a shitty thing. Yeah. And like it, and and and, and, sure. and again, yo, we don't know. At like, like we're. T- I'm glad we're bringing this up, but we don't know if if he did that on purpose or if that was supposed to be a period piece to show, you know what I mean, what was happening to minority. Well, like, I think like, he had a story he was trying to tell, and he was trying to tell a story. And if he's a black man, uh, then he's probably trying to tell the story that, um, you know, that he grew up in. Right. Yeah. So it's like. And you want a character that's struggling. You don't want some rich fucking kid getting a transformer. You're like, oh, life isn't fair. They right. fuck this, they get everything. But you want it to be somebody who's like down and out. He's having. But trouble. you know what? This is one of those questions that I would like to ask that, him. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like, like on a red carpet. You know what I mean? Because it would be uh, like I. I would like to know if if that was on purpose. Like, if there was a deeper meaning behind it, or if like for real, because. If there if there was a meaning, because like I said, I grew up in that era, in the eighties and the nineties, and I I saw so much racism, inequality. You know what I mean? If if there was a purpose for him so, telling yeah, that story getting, and so, not just shitting on you, white people, if there was a purpose, I get it. Because again, if he was just shitting on white people, then that is wrong. You know what I mean? Because an eye for an eye isn't going to make things better. But if he was trying, and I do believe that was something that was happening in that era, and probably needs to be accurately well, depicted on and, tv but yeah. yeah but i think it needs to be said like i did that for this not just because fuck it i hate white folks you know what i mean well yeah, and, there's and, a difference here we go that's what i was gonna say is that you know he's probably just telling a story in his understanding of struggle and like i said you don't want a main character that's got everything in right. the beginning yeah, that, that, yo, uh, I, yeah, I'm glad we had this convo, like, though. That, you want, yo, that took that to uh, a, a, a much deeper thought that I didn't, you know what I mean? It didn't come to me like that. And, and like I said, if he, that was the intent to start that conversation, 
you know, he, he did a good job. But uh, and, yeah. and I think well, it is important to realize that, yeah, it was fucked up. I mean, I mean, it was not equality and it happens and it did happen. And it still happens, you know. Yeah. But uh, prime example <laughs> uh, to toot my horn a little bit. I won my first uh, Wyoming Association of Broadcasters Award. And I can say, yay! I was the only African American there. There were a couple Hispanics there. There were a couple Asians there. I was the only African American there. Now think about the fact that I, I know we're in the least populated state. You know what I mean? But out of the six hundred thousand people we have in Wyoming, I was the only African American at an award show for radio and TV in the entire state of Wyoming. So that. Me saying that is just showing that type of inequality that is still happening. You know what I mean? So, and it's a very small group of people. It too. is. It I mean, is. but it's not. It's the point is just just as valid. You know, you go to like Chicago or some. You know, the situation be totally different. Facts. You know, especially that. I mean, well, that also has a much richer history and draw. But yeah. All right. Well, let's get back onto the one thing. I am super excited. <laughs> Yo, that was a very good point. I'm glad we got into that. That needed to be said, and I'm glad we did it on our forum. That was that was beautiful. Thank you for that. Uh, but but I am super excited about the fact that we may get a Transformers GI Joe crossover. You know, what yeah. I mean, it, it, it's well, never it's never been done in the cartoons. Think that looks like. Uh, hey, can you hear me? Yep. Yeah. Sorry. There's been times like I've like. Like it completely cuts me off. I think. Sorry, we're listening. But no, no, not you guys cut me off. It like oh. cuts. Like Bill was saying, like the crosstalk makes it. Mm -hmm. Anyway, what do you think uh, that GI Joe movie looks like, or like the crossover? What happens? And do you think that makes for a better GI Joe experience? Yes, when yes, and yes. Working when they're working with the transformers i think so because the one thing the difference between transformers and gi joe i think a lot of the gi joe films have been very campy and for a military movie like transformers we know what it is and we take it campy. at face we, we what take it do you at mean campy very a-team-esque you can't have a military movie where it's based upon reality no, people don't die and shit people don't die you don't see blood you, you know what i mean it, it makes it very fake because honestly i think a couple of the gi joe storylines have been good but because they were scared of that r rating or making them realistic they have ended up being like jokes because the, the first gi joe film i think was very well done it was very well casted but the fact that you've got all this laser gun shit when it's supposed to be in our shit instead of having <laughs> yeah. bullets and people dying, you know what I mean? It took a very good storyline and dropped it down to this PG ass rating. And I think they could have done a bit like it really makes it A-team-esque. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm hoping. Well, and G.I. Joe was like that. The cartoon was like that. Yeah, but the comic book wasn't. The G.I. Joe comic books is one of the most accurate well, uh, depictations, uh, depictations, I said that wrong as shit, depictions of military uh, life ever. Like the G.I. Joe runs over the years has been one of my favorite comic books as a military person myself because they have been so accurate. Next to like Captain America and some of the things that were going on World War II, I think G.I. Joe has been one of the most realistic comic books out there. And I think by putting... G.I. Joe and Transformers in the same live action universe, 
that's going to give them a little it's bit more. It's going to make it better, I, both of them better. Yeah, I really think so. They'll get a cross-marketing. They'll get the marketing of the G.I. Joe and the Transformers. So, And as we're seeing the no-pulled... No pull, no transformers, and he can like fight. Uh, you know, honestly, I hope they so. don't do that. I, I would rather them see them go with it with a new cast, young stars, than to try and bring in these big actors. Because as much as I love Dwayne Johnson, I think putting him in that second G.I. Joe movie was a total fucking waste. He yeah. didn't need to be yeah. in it, he didn't make it any better. You know what I mean? If anything he made it worse you know what i mean because you got this high profile actor that didn't add anything to the to the screen you know so i, I would i would re point. i would rather them see them grab a, a whole bunch of you know bc actors or relative unknowns and make a good storyline and make them into stars than trying to bring stars into a franchise to make it big you know what i mean yeah don't fucking don't don't yeah, don't looks, fast and furious gi joe and transformers it definitely looks desperate to do that. You know what I mean? But I do think they have hope now. Like I said, the the fact that they were so adamantly saying they weren't going to do it, and then they did it, you know what I mean? It's like, okay, there's hope. They think that this can be a good thing. So fingers crossed that they do it well in the future. Because next to Transformers, I mean, we all know I love Marvel, and the MCU has been great. I also have very good feelings about what's going to happen with The Flash in D.C., with him that, bringing back the that's today. Batman. That's out today too. As we're releasing this episode, that's going to be debuting the. Uh, well, I've been calling the, it the new Batman movie that unfortunately stars Ezra Miller. <laughs> right? Yeah, you're yeah. right. Yeah, but but well, but we'll I but I doing an episode on that next week. Oh I hell guess, yeah! So. There's no way we're gonna miss this because honestly, I don't think if if this is one of those films if we don't see it when it comes out, the spoilers are gonna be all over fucking social media. So one thing I want to say about that, and maybe we should kind of last thoughts after that. Yeah. But in the trailer for the the Flash, there's a scene where he he's there's all these like little teenage girls like gooing and guying over him. Is that the best thing to put for Ezra Miller right now in this day and time? No, I didn't notice that. Yeah, right. in hell no. It's fucked up. Yeah. I mean, it's like, are they but, trying to make fun of this, or is it like, it's it's I think it's in one of the last trailers too. He's like, because yeah, I hadn't seen that one yet. Yeah, it was yeah, like that's in bad taste. It gave me the creeps. Mm. That is kind of fucking weird. Why would they do that? Yeah, unless they filmed it beforehand and were just like, "Yeah, let's throw this on the trailer, and this won't be anywhere in the movie." Yeah, why would you? Why would you put it in the trailer though? I mean, it's supposed to be. It was a joke in the script, but with knowing what actually happened, it was like, Ew. it makes the joke dark. It yeah, makes it yeah like Family Guy, creepy guy, and not a good way at all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, final thoughts on the film. I think it's worth. It's a good watch. Definitely want to see the big screen to get the, the the action, the sound. It is worth the ticket price. There, um, we've given our criticism, and you know, it's. I think it's pretty minor, all in all. Um, you know, and I'm I'm excited to see that what's coming next. I would agree. I, I and like I said, because of the nostalgia of the first film. Because, like I said, I waited over 25 years for a live-action Transformers. Like what uh, uh, James Cameron said he had to do with Avatar. He waited. And I'm glad they waited. You know what I mean? I, I, I really would have hated if they would have done a Transformers movie before, what was it, 2010, when they did the first one with Shia. At, you know what I mean? I think they did a very, very, very good job with that one. But I think this is the Transformers film that everyone deserved. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
and and I'm I'm happy with where they're going with it. I'm excited to see what they do with GI Joe, and I I have I have nothing but like I was I was very worried after some of the other Transformers films of what was going to go on. Now I have a very positive outlook on the future of Transformers. Mike, uh, uh, I don't think I could have said it any better than what he just said. Yeah. It's a... I mean, I mirror quite a bit of that. Um, I am interested to see what they do with the G.I. Joe thing. Mm-hmm. Even though I was never really a G.I. Joe fan as a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, should do a I'm G. interested to see too. where the yes. story goes. I mean, I, so I'm kind of invested there, too. Um, I might... Yeah, I mean, I'm going to give the movie like an 8, 8.5, so I kind of raised it a little bit. Just like from talking about it and then understanding, you know, how many Easter eggs in the fan service. So I think, yeah, I think it was a good movie overall. Like, and I'm excited to see where it goes from here. I want to say one more last thing to my fellow 40 and up G1 fans. Stop shitting on them. Watch them. Watch them with an open mind and then come to your conclusion. Stop hating on them just because you don't like Michael Bay or like think about this. We are getting something that we have waited decades for and be happy that it's happening and that I think the storylines are getting better. That's that's where I'm going to end. Before we go, I keep seeing this trailer for the new Ninja Turtles that movie looks uh, really good to me. I agree. I'm like, glad they're I actually really, teenagers. I really want to see that, and I think it's going to be, like, maybe one of the, like, it's going to be good, I think. I think so, too. A lot of good it's stuff like coming our good. way. We're getting a lot of good movies, rapid fire now. I think kind of the, well, the COVID um, doldrums have lifted up, and we're starting to get a flow of movies and, and shows Secret Invasion's coming oh, up Oh, I cannot wait. I think, yo, I think Secret Invasion is going to be the one that either propels or murders what happens to the future of the MCU. Because I think there's going to be some things that we are not expecting at all that are going to come to come to the light. And I think it's going to either, like I said, if it's done right, it's going to bring another level of fan service that's going to bring it back to before Endgame and Infinity War or it could completely kill it. So I'm hoping it's done right, but I have no aspirations about what's going to happen with Secret Invasion. I can't wait to see it. Yeah. A lot of good stuff. Uh, I'm not as... Uh, uh, I'm wondering what the fuck it's even about. Like it's, So I'm not overly excited about Secret Invasion, but we'll see what happens. It was a huge comic book thing. You know what I mean? Next yeah. to like Civil War, it, it was... About. It, yeah, it was one if of the big ones. What, if it's what if if it's about what I think it's about, then I'm not all that excited about that. Uh, I I'm excited for it for a couple of reasons. For one, I, I think isn't the the black dude from the Netflix show Bridgerton? I think he's in it. So the fact that he's in it, I'm I'm kind of he's a great actor. I didn't like Bridgerton. It was I didn't dislike it. It was for females. Uh, let's be honest. Yeah. The, uh, but I know the name, but I know nothing yeah. about it. It was like Victorian England, you know what I mean? Yeah, and no, no, yeah, not my. Yeah, it no, wasn't. It wasn't no. made for guys. But I, I'm, I'm, I know he's a good actor, and I'm looking forward to seeing him in this more action, evil 
aspect than just being a pretty boy uh, on TV for the girls to ogle over. So uh, again, that with what I know about Secret Invasion, I, I, I'm curious to see how this goes because this could really rip up everything we know about the MCU. Period. And I'm just glad to get Samuel Motherfucking Jackson back. What do you? Why? Why do you say that? I'm not going to tell you. You need to watch it. I'm, I'm really. I don't want to tell you because it could ruin it. You need to see this. And honestly, I, I would say watch the show before you even read the comics. Like, if you like the show, go back and 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 see what the differences are. But I think this TV show, especially since the MCU seems to be going on its own route, uh, different from six one six MCU. I think they have a they have the potential to do some crazy shit, and we could see the entire MCU turned around. Well, yeah, because they it could it could make uh, make it so that uh, you know a lot of what happened was actually scrolls that were yep posing yep. as heroes and yep. shit. See, so, yeah, the one I haven't watched, I've been avoiding the trailers on this one, and the only thing I've seen is a little everyone looking like scroll scrolls. Yeah, and it's a trust no one. I think it's so, gonna be great. Let's, yeah, he's got a good point. I guess that. Well, I think know, we got could, a plenty to talk about in the next episode. Oh, this didn't. This was a scroll, or this is when they got switched, or whatever. Yep. Yes, Transformers: Rise of the Beast. It was dope. Watch it. Stay for the post-credit scenes, both of them. Yep. It, yep. It's a good ride. And uh, we'll be coming back with a lot of other stuff on all the new movies that you want and all these Comic Cons and pop culture comms coming our way. Comms. <laughs> the beer's kicking in. Uh, so everything you need to know, thecomiczone.com. If you listen to us on Spotify, make sure to write, rate us. Give us those stars. Give us a good rating that we're the bee's knees or... And also, uh, you know, I know they're Spotify guys, but I'm an Apple Music guy. Apple too. Nothing. So, yeah, nothing make wrong. sure you're on there. We're on YouTube. Uh, TikTok, Instagram, we are everywhere you need to be. And all the links are right on thecomiczone.com. And remember, keep it black. Keep it black. <laughs>